kind of things. And I'm excited to see what God is doing, and uh, we're going to see great things happen. Are you with me so far? All right, all right. Today we're going to talk about focus, but I wanted to throw up some, uh, I wanted to throw up, I wanted to put some bulletin bloopers up on the board, so I want you to see some of these. Bertha Belch, a missionary from Africa, will be speaking tonight, Calvary Methodist. Come here, Bertha Belch, all the way from Africa. <laughs> Applications are now being accepted for two-year-old nursery workers. We, we start them young. <laughs> The pastor will preach his farewell message, after which the choir will sing, <laughs> break forth into joy. <laughs> Don't miss this Saturday's exhibit by Christian Martian Arts. A warm welcome to all who have come today. The ushers will come forward and take our tithes and offerings. Don't let worry kill you. <laughs> let church help. <laughs> Helpers are needed. Please sign on the information sheet. Diane and Don request your presence at their wedding. Look how they spelled presence and you'll understand why that is a blooper. Low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday from 7 to 8.30. Please use the back door. Remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. The choir invites any member of the congregation who enjoys sinning to join the choir. <laughs> At the evening service tonight, the sermon topic will be, What is Hell? Come early and listen to our choir practice. Miss <laughs> Charlene Mason saying, I will not pass this way again, giving obvious pleasure to the congregation. <laughs> The church will host an evening of fine dining, superb entertainment, and gracious hostility. Ushers will eat late covers. <laughs> I think that was supposed to say seat, but you know. <laughs> Weight watchers will meet at 7 p.m. Please use the large double door at the side entrance. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Potluck supper, prayer, and medication to follow. <laughs> All right. Hey, TLC, give a big welcome to any VIPs here today. Let them know how glad you are that they're with us. <laughs> well, I just, you know, we are in March already, and, and I want to talk about focus today. I love this, uh, the uh, picture that they put up here. If you look, everything's blurry, but what's inside that, that uh, telescope there. So, Sometimes, isn't it, we're in March, and, and what we started out with in January, maybe New Year's resolutions or, or whatever, if you join Planet Fitness, you'll find out that there's not as many people there now as there was in January. Because things just happen, isn't that true? Life just sometimes just, ah, and I mean, I know what that's like, we all know what that's like, and we have a tendency, if we're not careful, to lose our focus. And I don't know, am I the only one, are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Sometimes I just get... I'm tired of that. Sometimes, don't you feel like that? Remember that commercial with the Dunkin' Donut guy? Time to make the donuts. Don't you feel like it's just, you know, the same thing every day? Not that the same thing could be wrong, but if you don't enjoy it, it's, it's tough. Because I know I've had jobs that I didn't enjoy. And so I endured. Can I understand? And you give, say, just look at me and go, I'm, yeah, I'm there. Been there, done that. And, and you kind of do what you got to do. But boy, it's, it's hard. So life can do that. God's got better things in store for you. 
you know, and if you're in a dead-end job or you're wanting something else, I'm, I really believe God's going to give that to you if you pursue him and you just stay focused on what he's telling you to do. So we have some answers, hopefully, for you today. Somebody asked Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Sr., and Bill Gates, they're asked the most important skill success. What was that? What's your most important skill success? And without any of them getting together, all three of them, they said, focus. That's what they said, focus. So I want to help us get focused, not just shotgun, like in that area, but maybe if we could laser some things in, if we could put like a, a telescope and say, okay, these things are good, but this thing is most good. This thing is most important. We could prioritize some things. Sometimes our focus or our goal is just to get through the week. You might be saying, Pastor, you don't even know. I just want to get through the day. I get it. Sometimes we spend more time on our grocery list than our life goals. Because you know what? We're being overtaken by what's happening to us at the moment. And that's what happens. The difference between those that are, that you, you know, you in our mindset, sometimes we think appearances, and this is true now, that we'll think that somebody is doing way better than they are. Because they make that look that way. Does that make sense? Where they'll, you know, sometimes people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm driving a Jag. But we don't know that they have a $700 payment with that Jag. I don't want a $700 payment, do you? No way, man. I'm telling you, the average car payment in America as a few years ago was $464. I heard that it was up to almost $600 now. I don't know if that's true. That's a lot of dough to put out for a car. You better like your car. I don't care if uh, whatever that guy that said real hand-tooled saddle leather, Corinthian leather, whatever. Anyway. All right. Here's our first thought for this morning. You get what you focus on. You get what you focus on. What you're going to focus on is what you're heading towards. That's what you're going to get. If you focus on nothing, what do you think you're going to get? Nothing. If you start focusing on the things that God is putting in your life that you could prioritize. And again, I'm asking you maybe just to fine tune some stuff. Sometimes I've found like I'm not getting any answers. But really, if I'm honest, I haven't focused on any one thing. Do you understand? I mean, I'm like I'm, I'm doing this blanket thing. And this blanket thing is very slow. People, you know, help people. Hey, I want to get out of debt. I want to get out. And they want to. They want to put this here and this here and this here and this here and this here. And, and they're, they're trying to do seven things at one time and nothing is happening fast. Let me tell you, if you laser that down, what's the one you could get right now? And if you can get that, you'll start getting headway because, wow, that one's gone. Sometimes we help people and they're just like, I owe this and I owe this and I owe this. You know what? They only owed over here fifty two dollars. But they're just paying a minimum of, oh, they just wanted seven fifty or whatever. Let's just focus on that, pay it off so we don't have to pay it anymore. If we could laser some things out, if we could focus on some things, we could make some headway. If you focus on whatever you are, that's the direction you're going. Now think about this. If you're driving a car, and if you are just focusing on, say, a pole on the side of the road, what happens? You start, your car starts going to, I'm guilty of that, not with a pole, but with deer. I'll be driving, I'll be driving the car and, and I'll hear, well, I'll feel Kim smack me on the arm. Honey, I'll be like, look at all those deer over there. Of course, I'm, look at all those deer over there. 
Because I'm, I'm focusing on that, and, it, and if I'm not careful, we'll tend to see we'll take that car that way. The bottom line is this. Your life will go in the direction of what you focus on, good, bad, or indifferent. If you focus on something good, it'll start heading in a good direction. If you focus on something bad, it'll start heading in a bad direction. If you're just like, I don't know, you're going to head in an I don't know direction. So you've got to understand what we focus on. And some people say, Pastor, I'm not focused on a lot. You're focusing on something good, bad, or indifferent. Life comes at you. If I sound like an Allstate commercial. Life comes at you hard. Demands, responsibilities, career, family, household, church, school. If we're not careful, years will go by and we'll be in the same situation. We've lived it. I know what that's like. We've complained to the Lord. We don't have any money saved. And God said, you're not saving any money. You're not even trying. So we had to start saying, okay, we're going to focus on this. Lord, this is where we'll put some focus on. I did look this up. This is a, kind of a cool study. And I'll check this out. It was done by a professor at Northwestern University. This lady studied Olympic medalists. And she studied and discovered that the bronze medalists were happier than the silver medalists. I thought that sounds kind of funny, and here's why. She found that the silver medalists tended to focus on how close they came to winning the gold. (laughs) And they weren't satisfied with silver. I was this close. The bronze medalists, she found out they're just saying, thank God I'm on the platform. They just made the platform, so they're happy. So they focused on just saying, yes, at least I'm up here. I think that reveals a fascinating thing about us as humans, our nature. Our focus determines our reality. If we're always in a state of, I I never did good enough, it's never, we're going to be very hard on ourselves because we're always comparing. There's nothing wrong with competition, but it's got to be healthy. You got to understand that God made you unique. He didn't make two of you, he only made one of you, so you have extreme capabilities that god gifted you with that you can accomplish because he is a good god how we feel isn't determined by as much our objective circumstances and in this case the silver medalist would be happier than the bronze medalist because they had actually a better result that's what we'd think they should be happier they got silver you got bronze hey i'm silver i'm i'm almost to gold But it isn't determined by those. It's by the focus. See, people, what might make you happy might not make me happy. What would be as a gender rule, we should be happy. Have you ever said to your kid, hey, hey, do you want, you want a cupcake? Yes, I want a cupcake. And you give them a cupcake, and it's wonderful. But it's a white cupcake with, with white icing. And there's white cupcakes with chocolate icing. But there wasn't any left, and now they're mad. We want to say, be happy, you got a cupcake. And they're saying, I don't want one with this icing. Take it off. Don't you ever feel like that? Sometimes we just do life like that. We're just like, it's, if it's not what makes us happy, then we're just not happy. Because we are focusing sometimes on minor things and making them major things. Here's another way of saying it. What you're on the inside is more important than what, you, what happens to you on the outside. 
In other words, what we are inside, we decide if that's going to take our joy or take our happiness. We decide if we're going to focus on what happened in the past, what happened that hurt you, who betrayed you, whatever that is. You decide if you're going to let that rule and reign your life. Brett, I should have been this happened. I should have been treated. Yeah, I get it. But how many knows life doesn't always happen that way? But what are you going to focus on? You can't go back. I want to give you permission today to quit trying to do it all. Quit trying to do it all. Stop trying to save, you know, I've got to save for an emergency fund. I've got to pay off debt. I've got to invest. I've got to do, you know what? Out of all those, let's prioritize. What do we got to do? If we don't have an emergency fund, that would be my first thing. Save, put an emergency fund in effect. Why? Because sooner or later, sometime you're going to need some extra money. You might need to buy tires. You know, you have a blowout, maybe refrigerator. People say, Brett, that's not faith. Listen to me. These are things, and God can provide for things, but he wants us to be wise and put our hand to it. How many understand that? You need to look at me and say, we need to understand, we're not living in a fairy land here. This is, we're going to walk in faith, but we have to do it in such a way that this is real. These, you know, we've got people here that want answers. How do I do that? How does God provide for that? Well, he can use other people. He can give you an idea or concept to get the money to get what you need. He can do all kinds of things, and yes, he can do that. But we have to say, okay, let's be wise. Let's walk in this. Dave Ramsey says this. Somebody said, you know, he said, you're going to need the, this one because it's going to rain. They said, you're too negative. You should be positive. He goes, okay, I'm positive. It's going to rain. I get that to some extent, and and I I also understand there's some faith that we have to involve in that. But I think we need to be wise and say, okay, because here's what happens in society that is run by credit. if If we're not watching, it's easy just to go, I'll do this. And I, I, you know, can I be real? I'm telling you, sometimes we've all been there and we all have great intentions. We do. Well, I'm going to do that because that's 90 days, same as cash. And I can pay that off in 90 days and and it'll be great. I get it. But do you know that over 80% of people never pay that off in 90 days? And then they take and accrue the interest from the day that you got it up to that time and then it's and then things because you never intended to do that now listen to me so we've got to get our focus and say all right god how can we do this how can we do it in such a way that brings glory to us and takes stress and strife out of our life we don't have to compete with everything we live in a sight and sound generation you don't have to be a pinterest perfect picture perfect cook or craft maker that's good that those are up there. My, my girls like Pinterest. I don't care about Pinterest. But they like it because they were like, ooh, here's a good idea. Here's a great idea. It just annoys me. Not the girls, but the Pinterest thing. But, you know, and they're good ideas. I'm not against them because they'll show me one and I'll be like, that's a good idea. But I don't want all the notifications for all that. That's just me. I, I don't want to be busy like that on Pinterest. But that, that's okay, but you don't have to be what everybody else, does that make any sense to you? We don't have to sit here and go, okay, I must be like this, because that's what we do in this world. We, we, we do that, and if we don't, then we judge ourselves, and then we're mad at other people because we think they're judging us, and we're assuming they're talking about us because we didn't handle what we thought was this. Come on, somebody.
There's a universal principle. We need to just focus on what God created us to be. But the universal principle, we need to see what we're looking for. What are we looking for? What is God wanting us to look for? There are two basic types of people in the world, positive and negative. Negative people can always find something to complain about. Positive people can always find something to praise about. So negative people can, you know, you can, hey, here's a quarter. I would have rather had a new quarter. Listen to this. College student writing to her parents. Dear mom and dad, I have so much to tell you. Because of the fire in my dorm set off by student riots, I experienced temporary lung damage and had to go to the hospital. While I was there, I fell in love with an orderly. We've moved in together. I dropped out of school and I found out I was pregnant. He got fired because of his drinking, so we're going to move to Alaska where we might get married after the birth of our baby, your loving daughter. P.S. None of this really happened, but I did flunk my chemistry class. I just wanted to keep things in perspective. <laughs> Sometimes we get all upset about stuff that never even happens or, or you know, whatever. This, this person just wanted to keep it in perspective. Your children don't have to be in every sport. You don't have to say yes every time you're asked to do something. Focus on the priorities rather that mean the most to you than just to try to please everybody. Deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do brings our second thought this morning. Do you think focusing is about saying yes? Listen to me. Focusing is about being able to say no. What you say no to is what will enable you to achieve your dreams. You don't have to do everything. Some things you just have to say, I can't do that today. It's true in companies, ministry, individuals. You're going to have things that compete with what you want just to steal your focus, just to try to get you off course. The enemy is out to try to get you to stop your destiny. One of the master skills of success is knowing when to say no. James 1.8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. How many of his ways? All. It says in all his ways. You see, focus will make you single-minded. Focus will keep you on course and say, here's what we're going to do. Here's the plan. According to Scripture, focus will also make you... Now think about it. If a double-minded is unstable, then if you're single-minded, you're stable. That's pretty cool. If I can stay on course with what God has told me to do, I can stay stable. I don't have to, to be like, ah. Focus. Paul said it in Philippians 3.13. One thing I do, forgetting the things which are behind and stretching for, forward to the things which are before. Let me ask you this morning, church, what's the one thing that you're stretching for? What's, you know, instead of looking behind you, However, whatever your past looks like, some good, some bad, you're going to have to look ahead of you. What's the one thing to focus on that will produce greater results in your life? What is that one thing? What is that? I don't know what your one thing is, but there's one thing that you're like, I need to do this. Maybe you need, I need to spend more time with my family or I need to do some more things with my kids. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're a workaholic. I don't know. Maybe you never take a vacation and your family needs one. Well, then I would maybe make that one thing. Let's go. Where could we go? What, what could we do? And we could do it without putting other stress 
Listen to what I'm saying. Because sometimes, you know, at Christmas time, we'll be like, okay, we got to buy everybody a present, and people will use Visa and MasterCard to do that and pay for that Christmas years later. But what would be, you know, how could you do that one thing and still be able to do it? You know, here's the thing, because we, <laughs> Christmas comes the same time every year. It's not a surprise. It's on the same day. I, I love, one of the things I love about my wife, she will plan. She'll be buying Christmas stuff now. I mean, she'll go out and she'll find clearance and all that kind of stuff because they're getting rid of all their winter stuff, but come December 25th, it's pretty handy. She'll go out and she'll find stuff and be like, get it for, you know, hey, this was $45. They have it today for $350. She'll buy it if it's something that she's focused on for that person. Are, are you with me? She'll, she'll be planning. It's not a surprise. So let me just ask, what's the one thing you could focus on that will give you greater results? What could you do on a daily basis? That one thing that would help you. I need to get closer to God. What are you doing now? While I'm doing this, what are you not doing? While I keep saying yes to this and this, what if you said no because it's going to take away some time that you're going to use for this? What are, you, what are you focused on? Here's our third thought. With focus, you can achieve anything. Without it, you'll miss your mark. If we focus, we can get in. God said all things are possible to him who believes. But we have to focus on God. God, what do you want me to do? What's that one thing? What, what could I focus on? At the end of the day, one way or another, your focus determines your reality. I read a fascinating statistic this week. Research indicates that the average person talks to himself or herself about 50,000 times a day. Any guess on what the percentage of that is negative? Research indicates in this study that 80% of that self-talk is negative. We say negative things to ourselves. I mean, we, sometimes we would catch our kids saying something negative about themselves, and we would have to correct them. Don't say that about yourself. God's got great plans for you. There's a great future for you. You have an anointing to do the things that God's called you to do. People will say things like this. I'm not good enough. Well, he'll do it for them, but he won't do it for me. I've seen it work over here, but I don't think God even cares about me. And we'll tell, tell ourselves those things. Now listen to me. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We will talk ourselves right out of blessing. Sometimes it's, you know, it is important what we say to others. But according to this study, it sounds like it's pretty important what we say to ourselves. What do you say to yourself? And I, I get it. I mean, we live in a time where, you know, I've told you the story with Maddie and me. We're out and somebody had a Bluetooth in and I, they were talking in the grocery store. I didn't know. I thought, who's he talking to? He was talking to Campbell's soup cans or something. <laughs> he was just talking and Maddie was like, Dad, what's the matter? And then he turned around and I saw this little thing is there. I said, oh, Maddie, he's got a got a phone thing in his ear that's what he's doing we went to a restaurant later that day and there's a guy sitting at the table and he's just ranting and raving to himself and she goes hey dad he's got probably one of those phone things in there and i looked at his and i said no no he's just ranting and raving to himself sometimes we just have to understand what if you were your best encourager not, not in a prideful way but if you put that underneath the focus of god 
and said, according to God, God, you said. And again, think about that coverage. We're not saying by ourselves, not by us, not by my, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So if we put ourselves under that and say, God, according to you, you have great plans for me. According to you, God, you know, I am the head, not the tail. According to you, I'm more than a conqueror. According to you, greater are you that's in me. If we would start understanding that we could focus on what God is saying. So many of us are focused on what happened and not where we're going. That's why in your car, the rear view mirror is little and your windshield is huge. You try to drive forward and look in the rear view mirror, you're going to have some trouble. Because you're only looking behind you. You can't see ahead of you. You have a great future, but you have to focus. If this is the year, hey, I'm going to believe I'm going to get out of debt this year or I'm on my way, then what are you focusing on to do those? Tim told me an incredible, uh, I don't know if it's a stat, but talking to this lady and she is a multimillionaire. So we could say a lot of things. Well, you know, of course she can say that. She's got money. She didn't always have money. She was actually homeless and All kinds of stuff. I mean, her story is is actually pretty incredible. But she said in most everybody's cupboards, and Kim can tell me if I'm right or wrong, could almost eat for how many weeks or days or 500 and some dollars in your cupboards that we we probably never use. And we go to the store. How many went to the store and bought things and you found out you still had them or you never used those or you found out that your cans of stuff expired because you never went to the back and pulled them out and all that stuff. We started saying, you know, maybe maybe we should be better stewards. We used to here was our grocery budget. We started seeing what we had. She started taking inventory of just it took her only like five minutes to go down and go, OK, we got this. We got this. We got this. What can I make with those? And it helped us. Now, listen, this is just practical. It helped us focus on saving money. We don't have to go buy that stuff. We have food right here we can eat. We can take that money and we can focus and put it somewhere else that are, is a priority. Does that help? Sometimes it's just a matter of just little details, just doing little things. Little things that will change over time and be big things. The enemy will get you to sing the bad booger blues every time he can. Or, if you don't like that song, he'll have you sing, You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. Baby, you're no good. I won't. No, I'm not going to keep doing it. You see, we let what's wrong keep us from what's right. I'm going to say that one more time. We let what's wrong or what's happened keep us from where we're going or what's right we're focused on the wrong reality a pessimist will always see bad in good and an optimist will always see good in bad philippians 4 8 paul gives us eight things we could think about whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things he gives us some things we could think about. What in your life is, is bad? Let's focus on what in your life is good. Well, I wish I had this. Okay, what do you have? Be thankful for what you do have. Focus on what you got right now. Be a good steward of that. Help somebody else and God will help you. Are you catching that? 
If we will be loved like he wants us to be, and we start saying, you know, God, this isn't all about me. This is about your kingdom. How can I help? Today, what are you focused on? Are you just focused on your pain? If you focus on your pain, then it will hurt. I'm almost closing. Back in the day, like now, I don't remember as a kid ever taking ibuprofen or Motrin. Those are wonderful, I guess, you know. I've taken ibuprofen. As a kid, if I ever got cut or I had pain, I don't remember taking those. I remember my mom getting a little jar of orange stuff that was made in hell. It was called methylate. And she would put that on my, and I always had cuts because I was always climbing trees and playing and all that. I got in trouble for climbing trees sometimes, as you know. But I mean, you know, and she would say, here, you know, put that out. And she'd put that on there. And man, that stuff would hit your skin. And it would just like shoot fire clear through, your, you know. And this is what my mom would say. Count to 10 and back again. <laughs> and this is what I would do. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, five, three, two, one. Mom, it's not helping. And she'd say, it's doing good. It's doing good. If it, if it hurts, it's working. Because I've heard Tim Hawkins, he said that about Bactine. But I mean, I live that with methylate. But here's what I'm trying to get to you. If I focused on what she was doing, the pain was almost like, I can't stand it. You all know what I'm talking about. If you come in, when when we were having babies and we were in that stage of our life, and they'd come in and say, all right, Miss Kim, we're going to give you this needle. We're going to help you, you know. And she don't like needles for IVs or anything. I mean, it's not like, oh, happy day, go ahead. She's not doing that. She's squeezing all the blood and everything out of my hand and taking her head and putting it in my chest. And, you know, and I, we would just, here's the thing. This is what I'm telling you. If I can get her focused off the needle, it's over pretty quick. And that's done. What you focus on is what you'll, let's focus on good. We focus on what happened that hurt. Your hurt will stay. You can't get rid of it if you focus on it. But what you can focus on is the medicine. And the medicine is God. Focus on God, and God will give you great things, things that are good, trustworthy, noble. You can think on those things. Think of where you're going, what God is going to do. Think of that. I got to tell Maddie just just yesterday, I said, you know what? I love my mother, and I, you know, I, I... I make fun and joke and laugh with her because she's an incredible woman. But, you know, I would go to her in the, and this, this is going to seem silly, but the principle is actually true. I'd go to her in the summer and I'd be, because mom and dad had an air conditioner, but Kim and I, my sister, we had no air conditioner. We had a fan that we would put, Kim's bedroom, my sister's bedroom was like here, and my bedroom was like way over here. And so they put this fan and they would, we would turn it like this so that it, it would ricochet off this wall and this wall and this wall and maybe would go to my room and part of it would go in her room. But I'd go to bed and as soon as I'd go to bed, my sister would come and go <laughs> and set it and go all in her room. But I would come to my mom and I would say to my mom, I'm hot. You know what my mom would say? Think cool thoughts. 
I'd say, Mom, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I got sweat running. It's hot. Just think cool thoughts. Think about playing in the snow. Make a snowman in your mind. Oh, jingle bells. You know, as, as silly as that, and sometimes we laid there, and, we, and every once in a while they let us sleep on the floor in their room with the air conditioner. As silly as that sounds, there is actually a principle in that. Because if you focus, if I focused on how hot I was, it was almost I couldn't bear it. Come on. But if I focused and got my mind to say, you know what, pretty soon it'll be morning. If I just go to sleep and I started thinking about playing in the snow or whatever, was I still hot? You betcha. But I wasn't as focused on it and I was able to bear it. And then the morning came and the next thing you know, I was all right. Weeping lasts for a night, but joy comes in the morning. What are you focusing on? Could you just, for a second, just take a deep breath, bow your heads, close your eyes, and think, what have you been focusing on? What's been robbing you of your life? 